Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And I'm Laura Brodnick. And are you looking at your computer because you're trying to buy tickets now? Why do you always save ticket buying time to podcast time? Take it up with the touring companies. They set the times. But no, I'm actually not buying tickets right now. I'm looking at my script because I'm a professional. Mm -hmm. But there is something that you need to buy tickets for today. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little movie coming out on Friday. Oh my God, she's so worried about looking and cool. Can I just tell you that ship has sailed? No, I just feel like people think... I have one personality, and I do, but I don't want to be obvious. Oh, okay. The podcast is nearly over. She's trying to buy tickets. <laughs> we go around in circles and circles. She's trying to buy tickets to the Taylor Swift Errors movie. Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to offend your people because it's out this weekend. Now, were you hanging out because you thought we were going to be invited to a premiere? Yeah, look, I, I was. I was like, maybe they'll do like a screening or something. Like, I felt for surely. sure they do. Yeah, for something like this, I felt for sure they'd do a screening. I, I wasn't going to go because I have, like everyone else in the world, have tickets to her Australian tour and I was like, spoilers. Oh my god! No, I've watched the show like fifty times on TikTok. Okay, like, literally every time it was on, I would love to TikTok. Spoiler alert: If there is a Sydney premiere, we didn't get invited, but, so yeah. you have to go with the plebs and the masses and buy a ticket like a regular person. I know. Do you know I don't have my work emails on my phone like over the weekend and stuff. Like oh, you know weird. boundaries. I know because sometimes we'll be hanging out for a movie premiere. They might only have a hundred seats. They'll invite yeah. sometimes five hundred people. The Barbie movie that was like a red alert. Yeah. If you don't RSVP in the first five seconds, you don't get a ticket. So when the Barbie premiere. Came came out. I knew Chelsea wasn't working then. So she wouldn't be looking at her phone. So I texted you, emergency, emergency. I was out to brunch with my parents and I'm like, guys, pause. Pause everything. <laughs> RSVP to Barbie. So we were kind of waiting for that to happen with Taylor Swift. But again, if there is a Sydney premiere, we won't be at it. So now you have to go know, watch like, it. like Universal, if you're listening. <laughs> my email is on the website. There's nothing I actually am more qualified to attend. So she's obviously been filming it because we can see the cameras Mm. that have been there filming it. So we think it'll be the concert in full, which Mm -hmm. is nice because not everyone can go see it. And some behind the scenes stuff, do we think? Not really sure. The runtime is just slightly shorter than the shows ended up being sort of at the end with the additional things. So unsure, but it does look like it'll be... 99% 99% of the actual full show. That's pretty amazing. I'm just hoping for a really important viral moment like Katy Perry hysterically crying <laughs> justifiably under the stage and as she enters all the tears stop and she you know, just starts singing. I want my, that moment. That's my Roman Empire. I, I think, think about mine it too. All the time. Me too. I think about it all <laughs> the time. Okay, well to everyone who's out there trying to get Taylor Swift movie tickets for the weekend good luck and if anyone's got a spare please swing at Chelsea's way. Coming up on the show today, the first chapters from Julia Fox's new memoir have been released. It's coming out this week and it details some very disturbing, previously unheard details about her relationship with Kanye West. So that is what we're going to get into today. Okay, since I was just going to write about it in my book and then have y'all buy it, but I'll just tell you guys for free. First of all, the man was being normal around me. 
he kept going and going and he was like you have bad text etiquette and then i was like oh my god connie's yelling at me like what do i do but then i had this thought and i was like oh my god maybe i can get him off of kim's off kim's case like maybe i can distract him like just get him to like me So there's been a lot of anticipation for Julia Fox's memoir. Obviously, she had a big fan following before the whole Kanye West thing. You know, she's in Uncut Gems. She was a bit... I can't. (laughs) I can't even do it either. Uncut Gems. (laughs) (laughs) Poor girl. I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Gems. Right. So in her memoir, Down the Drain, she talks about a lot of stuff. And I do hope that it's not just condensed down to the Kanye West storyline. Also, I should say that she doesn't actually name Kanye West. She calls him the artist throughout the book. However, we do know that it's him and she's pretty much said it is him, but without using his full name. So there's a lot more in there about her childhood, her relationships and her career. And I'm like definitely going to read it. Mm. I think it sounds amazing. And also so many people have been asking her questions like on TikTok and Instagram and in interviews for years on Red Carpets. What about this? What about that? And she always says, buy the book. Yeah, I love that. Buy the book. And she's said that she's been writing this for years, you know, even pre-Kanye. So it seems like it's something that's kind of a labour of love. Exactly. But why we're talking about this today is that the initial chapters that have been released and the ones that we're working off have been obtained by page six in like preview copies and stuff are to do with Kanye West. That's what we're talking about today. So in the book, she writes about how they first met. And she said that a mutual acquaintance said that a famous artist has been asking about her. So he obviously had heard about her, seen photos. I'm just going to call him Kanye West. But in the book, he's the artist, guys, okay? Even though his name is And in real life, he's (laughs) Yay. I just don't know what to call him. (laughs) For the purposes of this record, I'm just going to call him Kanye. So Kanye apparently found out who she was and asked a mutual friend if he could pass along her number. And she said, yes. She then said that a text arrived from him followed by dozens and dozens of phone calls. And she also writes that she had just gone through a pretty brutal breakup with her ex-husband and also just having had her baby son, Valentino, who's two years old now, and said it was really intense. And she said that their initial conversations were very dominated by Kanye, who was very one-sided. And she only occasionally said a few things, but she did say that the moments he did listen to her during those initial phone calls that he said he loved her ideas and told her she was really smart, which she's really clinging on to. Mm. Are you already seeing some red flags? Yeah. my like just got like weird shivers. I was like, that is like alarm bells in my head right now. I think it's obviously really interesting that she's writing about this because we know her as this really strong, confident woman, which Mm. I think she is, but I think that's also an interesting part of the conversation to be like, he told me I was smart and more than anything else that he said to me about being beautiful and sexy and cool, he calling me smart was the thing that Mm. sticks in her mind. She then says that Kanye invited her to spend New Year's Eve with him in Miami, which she initially declined, but then he offered to send a private jet to pick up her and all of her friends and bring them all to Miami. So this is where they meet for the first time in a Miami nightclub. And she said they hugged and she kind of gets a little bit into like their physicality for this. She said that Kanye held her tight, his hands scanning. I feel like I'm reading a bad romance novel. Oh, scanning. I know. I love that that's what you think is gross. I don't know. It's just like, oh. Wait, we're getting into more. I'm getting visions. It's gross. Yeah. So he held her tie and she began to kiss his neck. So, you know, they're both into it at this stage and it's all a bit sexy. And then she oh. says she remembers thinking this is the moment that something really special is beginning. So she's really excited into it at this point. Mm-hmm. They're in a nightclub. I don't know if you've been, but like back I in have, my youth. I have been in a nightclub. No, I was going to say, have you met someone in a nightclub? Because back in my day, in my 20s, I'm making myself sound really old now. Back in my day, like that's where you met everyone. And so you'd meet on the dance floor and you'd be like, hi, 
hi. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you'd have this screaming match and then you'd agree to go on a date and the next day you'd see in the light of day and you'd be like, oh, now we're having a <laughs> conversation because last night we just screamed at each other. Mm-hmm. So she recognised a nightclub was a bad place to have a first conversation. And so Kanye took her out to the parking lot so they could talk properly. Now, other people might not find this creepy, but you know how I feel about bathroom <laughs> chat. Oh, no. Yeah. She then says, the artist starts peeing on the wall. <gasps> so they're just outside a nightclub. And he's just, like, publicly urinating. But it's, like, in a parking lot, but a busy Miami parking that's, lot. So just in front of everyone. Look, I don't know the laws of Miami, <laughs> yeah. but that's illegal in many places. I'm Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it'd be illegal there. So, like, breaking the law, rude. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of gross to anyone who's walking around you. Mm. I don't care who you are, Kanye West, the artist, yay. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. There's a bathroom right there, multiple bathrooms. In fact, he's probably got a VIP bathroom inside that he can go into. This is where Kanye West and I end our relationship. But Julia Fox took it differently. She goes into girlfriend mode and she jumps in front of him and yelled out to all these bystanders, you better not take any pictures. Okay, but imagine you're just a bystander. You're walking past a parking lot on New Year's Eve in Miami and you see Kanye West <laughs> peeing on a wall. Yeah. But that not just like the picture. highlight of your life. I mean, I'd run away, but I feel like other people <laughs> would take a picture. And then she writes, once he zips his pants back up, he puts his arms around me. And now I'm also thinking he didn't wash oh, those hands. Oh, no. <laughs> this is so unsexy. Hand sanitizer. You know I'd have the hand sanitizer yeah. out because I have it with me at all times mm-hmm. and put it on multiple times an hour. Mm-hmm. She then writes, he puts his arms around me, pulls me in close and starts kissing me passionately. So, you know, that's all really cute. They talk about going to parties together, oh. about going to like dinners and stuff. But on this Miami trip, she also writes, they were going to this famous restaurant in Miami, which is also a New York on. Have you seen like on Dumois? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like a whole celebrity cult thing. But she says before the dinner, Kanye West rearranged the tableware for over an hour, which I understand that's like a tendency that some people would have, like not making fun of that. But then bluntly asked her to be his girlfriend and pretty much just said like, will you be my girlfriend? Like, let's set this up now. Let's lock it in. He just said, be my girlfriend. I'm kind of speechless. That's so bizarre. I, look, I shouldn't be surprised, but that is strange. What's also interesting is not just that he said, will you be my girlfriend? He then immediately said, how do you feel about taking our relationship public? So it was like very much a business transaction and a meeting. what relationship? Yeah. So he's like, okay, we've kissed. I've peed in front of you. We're having a nice dinner. (laughs) That's Will you be my girlfriend? And then he was like, let's take this public and was talking about getting her a team of stylists. He agreed to hire some of her friends. It was all happening. But she also says at the time there was a photographer circling the table taking photos of them. And then the next morning she said that she is woken up from a text message from a page six reporter who had the photos I from the intimate restaurant. I was about yeah. to say I'm like pretty a sure secret we've photographer. seen them. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. It made her wonder if Kanye had leaked the images himself and that's why he had spent so much time sitting at the table asking her, getting her approval to go public because he had the PR machine ready to go mm. the next day. From these chapters that we have, she goes further into what their relationship was like. And it only spanned two months, but, like, there's a lot in here and it was very dominating the news cycle at the time. So after the break, we're going to get into the moments that made her really uncomfortable and what a different story this is from the one we were being told at the time. So I remember at the time this was such a whirlwind and you couldn't move without seeing photos of them and, you know, them in strange outfits walking down the street and just, like, the Birkin bags and all of it was very flashy and in our faces and we kind of lapped it up for a while. But what is it that she says about that time in the book? 
Yeah, it's very interesting because we were covering it so much on the mm. spill. We were covering it so much on the site. I know you were writing stories about it. I was writing stories about it. And it seemed like this really wonderful, fun thing, which I'm sure in some cases it was mm. because, you know, she does say that she had agency to make these decisions. But it looked like she had these amazing outfits and she was giving all these interviews. And we're hearing all these wild stories of like him giving her and all her friends Birkin bags and stuff and then going to events together. Mm. And it felt like looking past some of the abusive allegations against Kanye and the stuff that he said. And this was very pre that very next big public meltdown that he had when he lost all his sponsorships. This is before that. And so we knew him and Kim had broken up, but we didn't quite know the extent of what had happened yet. And it felt like it was one of those relationships that was just benefiting everyone. Everything was great. Whereas she writes in this book that these makeover things of him putting her in all these clothes and dressing her and all that sort of stuff made her feel like a real show monkey. And she said she actually feels quite stress thinking back on it now with a bit of time that's passed and she even says at one point that she was trying on this top and it didn't fit right without a bra and Kanye was like I'll get your boob job like we'll just fix this so she writes in the book I feel like he's using me in some weird twisted game it makes me feel dirty which I think is really interesting because that's not the story that came across at the time Mm. and there have been a lot of narratives since then about Kanye dressing the women in his life up like Barbies and being very controlling via what they wear and how they look and how they speak There were allegations that happened with Kim Kardashian and now with Bianca Sansori that she's been photographed dressed in these very wild ensembles and there have been thoughts like, is she choosing to wear this or is this another allegation that Kanye is forcing her to wear these clothes and is being very dominating? Yeah, and hearing her say that, that he was like, we'll just get your boob job as if it's nothing. Yeah. very much like she's not human. She's not like a person with agency, right? She's kind of like a doll that you can just sort of like make changes to because it doesn't matter. They're a doll. That's very disturbing. It is really interesting because at the time, even though we really sort of liked Julia Fox, I think as a culture, most people were very much like, this is fun. This is cool. She seems It's so much more fun to believe the narrative that these women around Kanye are Mm. loving the attention. And it's almost like that pretty woman moment, you know, like those like kind of old 90s movies where the woman gets an amazing makeover and it's slightly problematic, but the fantasy of the movie is more fun than being like, why is Richard Gere's character Mm -hmm. spending all this money to control her? But it's so much more fun to look at the pretty clothes. And in the book, she says, as we pose like puppets, I question his true intentions, feeling like this grand gesture is nothing more than a publicity stunt. And then they have a bit of a break. And then she says, like, after like one bad night, the next morning, she says, I want to break up. Wow. And that's the end of it. But yeah, I do wonder how much this will change the narrative around Kanye because we've published articles among me saying that, you know, he has a history mm. of looking very publicly to be like he's very emotionally manipulative and controlling through clothing. And a lot of people have rejected that because they don't want to take agency away from the women involved, which is very true. But now we have a woman who we were celebrating for being so strong and smart and amazing saying actually behind the scenes and now that I've had some time to reflect, there's a lot of truth to that. So I wonder how much that will skew the story. I think that is actually the key point is that at the time it was so much easier to buy into the spectacle of it because Julia Fox throughout the entire time, it seemed like she knew what was going on. She was doing it all with an eyebrow raise. She was just like along for the ride. The photo of her and her friends all posing with their Birkins. Oh, yeah. It was very much like, we know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. We know what this is. And so then it was really easy to sort of look past the 
problematic the yeah. key behavior of it all so i think that that will actually change the tune there a little bit exactly but i also think two things can be true i think that she can be a strong woman who was very much part of the pr plan mm. and used it to her advantage and she can also look back on some of those moments now with fresh eyes and say like, oh, that particular moment made me feel very uncomfortable. Like both those things can be true. Well, her memoir, Down the Drain, is out this week. I am definitely going to go buy a copy because I want to hear what Julia has to say about everything. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Tali Blackman with audio production by Scott Stronach. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. 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 <laughs> 